Welcome to Tea Break with Vivian Cosimir. Vivian and her guests are here to help you empower yourself and open your mind to higher realizations. Now, here is Vivian. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this August podcast on Facing the Conscious Mirror. My slogan, if coffee wakes you up, tea awakens you. I am Vivian Casimir, and I would like to start with a well-known quote from the fairy tale. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Pay attention to the answer, as we are going to question today the conscious mirror, not the magic mirror on the wall, with Tammy Kerschmidt, a great body talk coach, and Anna Lee Ambrose, a wonderful integrative coach. As you guess, it is all about self-image in the new consciousness perspective. When you face the mirror, what do you see? The mirror has been, of course, a metaphor of the self throughout history and is used in literature, science, and blah, blah, blah. The mirror can reflect society's values or an image of your ego or can help you cut through what you see to reach who you truly are on the other side of the mirror. And that's the conscious mirror we are referring to with Tammy and the question of beauty and the self, and with Anna and the question of self in relationships. So let's start with Tammy. Welcome, Tammy. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you, Vivian. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this deep dive. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I would like to start with an introductory quote about beauty from your workshop, just to set the tone of what we are going to talk about. The quote goes like that. Stepping into your essence and owning your beauty. Beauty as the inner light that shines outward and reflects back to you. So when you are on a self-transformation path, it's difficult at times to function in a reductive social reality that still values separateness and physical beauty as an essential component of who you are. So what you do, Tammy, and that's wonderful, is to help everyone be more grounded in their essence, true self, their own inner beauty. You created a workshop uh, specifically for women titled B-U, the letter U-T, be beauty, be you. Sounds like rock and roll. So I <laughs> let you tell us about this wonderful workshop. But first, of course, I have to ask, what made you come up with this workshop? Okay, well, it was, I guess it started when in my younger life, I was a dancer. And the only thing that mattered as a dancer was the way you looked, the way you moved, um, you know, your beauty, your talent, what you could bring to the stage or to the people that were judging you as, you know, in competitions and auditions. So I walked that path of never really feeling good enough um, and always comparing, competing and conquering uh, other women, basically. Oh, wow. So, you know, because it's all about the job, who's going to get the job, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, as I as I got older and I started to work with teens, um, teaching them dance and getting them ready for competition, I started to really see the, the flaw in the way that they viewed themselves. They, they were so hard on themselves. And actually, so was I. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that they were so concerned about their looks and their abilities um, to the point where it brought in a lot of jealousy and mm. literally self-hatred, just so much insecurity. So I started working with teens on getting them to face the mirror and <laughs> face the mirror in a way where they could look at themselves honestly, reflect back to us, all of their dance mates that were in the class and say what it was that they saw in themselves. And then we had a chance to mirror back to them and reflect mm -hmm. to them what we saw in them. Wow. And nice. it really brought the girls into tears. It brought them oh. together and it started to instill true confidence, not that fake, rigid, badass type of confidence that 
you know, people wear like armor. Mm -hmm. Um, It started to become a true place inside of them. And so that was what got me going on diving into this. And then when I kind of retired from teaching and choreography and all of that and got really heavy into working with women, I realized it is the same issue. We're just older. (laughs) (laughs) So I put to that, I just put this course together and I, I decided that it was time. And the women that have done this course with me have really come out with a new perspective on themselves. Um, And I think in society as well, I think they, they came to some battles that they have with their beauty Mm. for sure. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. And actually, you know, uh, I don't have kids, but I, I have friends who have kids and teenage, teenage era phase is very difficult because it's a self-identity phase. And still nowadays, young girls are really uh, uh, having a hard time with that. So it's a very good, um, very good concept for the workshop. Mm. So I just want to make sure uh, to make it clear for the listeners, this is not a discussion about inner beauty versus physical beauty, but to show that in the new consciousness, you connect with your heart, your essence, and automatically everything changes. So to use Tammy's words, the beauty in you strongly holds its higher vibrations because it springs from joy, kindness, and love. So, of course, enjoy your physical beauty, but don't define who you are yourself and your connection with others based on it. Okay. So let's dive into the subject. You Can you share with us then the core of your workshop? Okay. Yes. So the core first, of the workshop. First, can you, can you talk about the title? I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So B-U-T, right? That basically means in order to be beauty, you have to be truly you. You have to get into your essence um, in order to fully blossom. And the blossoming does come from the heart center. And once that light starts to shine out, it reflects back to you. And your aura changes, your consciousness changes, everything gets into a a better vibration, a better alignment. Mm. Um, so one, one of the things about blossoming of the heart, uh, I go back to the fairy tale, Beauty and the Beast. So this was my favorite fairy tale when I was a child. Um, it is the story of beauty witnessing the suffering of the beast. And that is what opened her heart. And that's how she discovered that joy and sadness are sort of one in the same. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the fairy tale, the beast was put under a spell to be like uh, ugly, right? To look just hideous. And beauty was cast away to live with him. It was like, um, you know, she was put in his prison, so to speak. And so in the life where beauty was in this little prison watching the beast live, she began to love him, not because of what he looked like, but because of the way he lived. Mm. And so unconditional love grew in her heart. And when unconditional love grew in her heart for the beast, his spell was broken. He was actually this amazing prince, right? This handsome, young, dashing fella. But (laughs) so... So what happens is we, you know, beauty learns what love is through being in this confined environment with something that looks like a beast. And being in that environment is what opens her heart. So what when I was doing this course, what came to me um, through a body talk session, body talk is is a energy type of healing. Um, I have witnessed in my career of doing that, that we all have an inner beast and beast. The word actually stands for bound evermore alone, surviving trauma. Hmm. We are all in some way as a, as a human, we are bound 
in this place where we have to survive trauma, whether it was being bullied or being a bully, whether we were victims of Mm -hmm. some tragedy, whether we've been sick and suffering, Mm -hmm. or maybe we're, we're healthy. Um, but we have other types of trauma that we're bound up in. And that is truly what the word beast means to me. Can you say that again? Sure. The beast. Beast. So beast is B E A S T Mm -hmm. and it is bound evermore alone, surviving trauma. And that's how people feel. They feel alone. They feel bound up in this trauma. They feel that it will never leave. But when beauty found unconditional love for the ugliness, it opened up like a blossom. Hmm. And that's really, if that is consciousness, right? That is exactly. really what, what we're looking for is to unleash that beast, let it go and blossom into beauty. Oh, that's there, beautiful. The red rose is called beauty, right? Yeah. So I talk a lot about blossoming in this course because flowers to me really are uh, the laughter of the earth. They raise our vibrations. Mm. So I make a mm-hmm. lot of connections to flowers as we go through it. But yeah, so that was the kickoff with, with uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's how oh. I got into oh, this. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I, I love I love the metaphor, the fact that you use this. Yeah. And actually, when I was uh, uh, searching on the internet things about beauty to see how we still define it, you know, in the culture, I was kind of surprised to see that beauty was either something about art, nature, and blah, 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 or something attached to women. There was no quote about men and beauty. It was all about women, like it's on our shoulder, you know, in the, in that sense. And of course, there's a, there was a dichotomy, inner and uh, outside beauty. But um, yeah, the cultural beliefs is very strong still nowadays about that. Yeah. Yes, it, it certainly is. Yeah. So the journey of women in your workshop would be to do the to look at the mirror, to look within, basically. And well, within. yes, that's one of the exercises. There's many. Okay. Um, I've put together so many uh, tools, right? Because one thing doesn't work for another, um, uh, but they're they're all pretty magical. Um, one of the first things though, that we have to look at is the darker side of beauty. Before you can get into the light, you have to look at that darker side that's that's within your belief system. So I start off by helping women see where the where they have their battle with beauty. Uh, and okay. most women battle with beauty through their weight, their skin, their wrinkles, their, smile. I mean, you name it. Every Mm -hmm. time I asked a woman, where's their battle with beauty? It was always physical. Ah, yeah. Okay. So we, yeah, we, we dive into those battles Mm -hmm. and then lo and behold, what do we find within the battleground? We find the lurking shadows and the, the depth of the shadows that lurk. um, These are basically base emotions of Blame, guilt, embarrassment, humiliation, jealousy, envy, greed, mm-hmm. fear. Shame is a big one. They can't lose weight. A lot of shame. Um, anger, hate, grief, sadness, wow. loneliness. Some women don't feel they're beautiful enough to have a partner, and that's, you know, they're lonely. It, the lurking shadows that are in that battleground of beauty are, are intense, and most women cover them up, they ignore them. And that's what makes them grow into these poison Uh, vines. They uh, get thicker and stronger. Mm. So yeah, it goes, it goes into that darker side first to so that I can teach them to excavate and then uncover and then go into the light. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, uh, gonna ask you actually, because, uh, uh, for women in, in our society nowadays, it's still a challenge to step out of this old paradigm of beauty because society values those physical aspects 
politically, culturally, in the entertainment industry, particularly professionally, we are still, women are still stuck in that old paradigm. So of course, men are also in it, but for women, it is a more challenging reality in that sense. So oh, you yeah. mentioned some of the battles of women, but uh, I remember a few more that you mentioned on your on your um, website. There's the three C's, for example, the perfection pleasing paradigm, and uh, yeah, okay. So these are the poison vines, and I'm pretty sure we can identify with at least one of them, if not all of them. Um, the first the first vine that grows pretty thick is our value of vanity. And that's really the perception of beauty and how we see ourselves. This is everything we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so that the value of vanity is a, is a big, thick vine. Um, another one is the perfection propaganda. That is put out by the media, by beauty icons. There's so much propaganda on being perfect and what that even looks like or means. So I feel like that one, it's definitely with our youth, but you know what? Yeah. There's, it's also with the women who are coming to that point where they notice they're getting droopy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they want to puff up their lips or whatever, you know, it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. Everyone feels like this, there's this perfection that has to be reached in their looks. Um mm -hmm. Another one is the people-pleasing paradigm. How many times do you, well, not not maybe you, but I'm asking a woman, how many times do you uh, feel that you need to please society or please your spouse or please the, sing the people that are single out there? You know, there is a people-pleasing paradigm when it comes to beauty. That's uh, so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a deep though. It's a deep yeah. vine, and unless you realize it or work on it in yourself, half the time, you don't you don't know that you're doing it. Um, and then there was one more. This is the one that I went through as a dancer: uh, compete, compare, and conquer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do uh, it to women. We, we, yeah. It's it's an ugly one. <laughs> I like the way you tell things like that. It's an ugly one. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it is true. It is true. And even if I may say, even if in some women organization, we still see those those stigma, those uh, beliefs, you know, uh, that we have actualized since we were kids. And actually, I wanted to listening to you right now, something pop up and it's um to do things for adult women who have kids also to make them reflect on how they they raise their daughters with those paradigms also and right. make also uh, workshops for teenagers to make to help them go through that phase this is a difficult phase i think everyone and since it's, it's about women let's talk about, about women uh, all of us uh, when we think back of our, uh, uh, you know, teenage era, it, it's, a, it's a difficult phase. And in that sense, also a workshop, I'm giving you work, huh, Tammy, a workshop for, for teenagers would be, would be also good to help them go through. So the next generation will stop being obsessed with those things that are taking you away from your truth. It's the ego game, you know? And also yeah. on the media nowadays, I mean, I'm sure you see that. Even adults, you know, with Zoom or any other platform, we change things to look nice, to have a great skin. It's not you, it's it's an avatar. You know? <laughs> it sure is. So, so in a way, I loved your concept or your, or your workshop because it's a subject that we don't touch normally because we take it for granted. You have to be beautiful women you have to be beautiful but it when you touch it you see it's a, a problem of society of culture deeply, Correct. deeply in that sense so thank you for that yeah absolutely so i mentioned earlier a quote from your workshop about uh, the beauty in you uh, strongly holds its higher vibrations mm -hmm. if you can tell us about the higher vibrations of beauty that you speak about yes so the beauty formula that I came up with is about higher vibrations. It's, it's not makeup. <laughs> you know, whenever you hear the word beauty formula, you think of this new concoction. 
this is about harnessing these energies for yourself. And if you spell the word beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y, each letter I've broken down into holding a lot of different vibrations. Of course, we go deeper into it in the course, but I can give you a quick overview. Mm-hmm. So B stands for bountiful spirit. And the essence of this is that it is about abundance. It's about giving and receiving. And when you explore the five senses with abundance, uh, you know, taking taking beauty in through your five senses, mm. it actually begins to open up that that psychic sense, the sixth sense, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the word be in beauty is really for a bountiful spirit. And um, E is for energized eyes. And what this basically is, is, you know, we are programmed to look through our eyes and see whatever the media shows us, um, or we're programmed to look in the mirror and find our faults. Exactly. So energized eyes is about changing the way you see things. It's, it's changing your perception when you look out into the world or at yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. And A is about autonomy. It's about being free to be who you are because the seed of your beauty actually comes from your self-worth. So if we don't get down to business with your self-worth, you're not going to feel free in who you are. Wow. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And then you is for unified mind, body, and soul. And this is about unifying yourself on all levels. It's operating as what I call a full flower, a full blossom, not just the leaf and the stem or, you know, the roots, you, you become what a flower becomes at its peak. Mm. And that's through unification. And so that is also a trip through consciousness as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, T is for tantalizing. And this is the tease of beauty because everybody wants it. Everybody's looking for it. Everybody's trying to get it. So it's, it's like realizing that when you're tantalized by all of that, it actually moves you farther from your true state. Uh Exactly. So we work through tantalizing and then we get to why, which is you. And this is really just about embracing you. But it's also knowing, and this is a big lesson, is that you are responsible for bringing beauty into your life. Mm. And that's what I teach women also is how to bring beauty into your life when you're kind of in the doldrums and you're really only focusing on what you don't like. (laughs) about your life exactly no exactly (laughs) and this is wonderful it's very empowering in that sense because uh, it's not a pill you take and suddenly you wake up the next day and uh, your perspective on beauty has changed no 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 you have to do the job from within and that's very empowering oh that's wonderful that's that's wonderful Thank you. Yeah, beauty so just to summarize briefly uh, beauty defined by the old paradigm, meaning the cultural view we are still in nowadays, but we call it the old paradigm because we moved out of this, but is a set of arbitrary physical features agreed upon by the ideology. And that's across history. In Middle Ages, the criteria of beauty were not the same as today. And it's also across cultural cultures in plural, you know, in, in China, in Africa, there are different things ideologically that people look for as beauty. So we we know that it's a dominant uh, idea. But the beauty from the conscious mirror is to use or to use your term, Tammy, blossoming is the result of qualities of the heart. And that's a big difference. Okay. So uh, how can you let's say for people who are listening and wonder, okay, I'm ready to start the journey. So mm-hmm. how can you begin to bl- to blossom? Well, okay. So I have two things uh, from the course they could um, think about. The first one is just really a, a concept, and this would be a good thing to write down if you really want to take this into seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are in service to others, 
you begin to not think less of yourself and you think of yourself less. Uh, and that is the problem with a lot of people is that all they they're constant they're so self-conscious how they look, you know. Exactly. It, it, the, yeah. the the level of low self-esteem, self-worth and and just the self-conscious thing when you're in service to others you will begin to not think so much of yourself. <laughs> it just, it's, it just it's happens. Well it's, it's well said. Yeah. So that's number one is just understanding that concept. But number two, this is um, actually something really fun to do. I do it often. One of the things I was saying earlier about bringing in through the five senses, the, the joys and pleasures of beauty Take a, a 20 minute walk. I call it a 20 minute beauty walk and find 20 things that you find beautiful on that walk. And then the next day and the next day you do the same exact walk and you have to find 20 more things. So they can't be the same thing. Huh. And then by the end of the week, you, you will experience either your searching to find beauty because you can't do the same thing, you know, twice. Mm -hmm. And you will start to see things that you didn't think were so beautiful. And you'll start to see beauty in the mundane or in, or in the ugly. Okay. Let's say you walk past, if you're in New York city, you're going to walk past bags and bags of trash. Uh huh. <laughs> There's some beauty there. You just have to get into the perspective of what that could be. And so the 20-minute beauty walk is really a challenge to find the obvious and enjoy it. But each day that you walk, you look under the surface more and more. Wonderful. Yep. Uh, and you begin to find beauty in the hidden places and in the suffering. And that's a deep concept to grasp. To find beauty and suffering is hard for a lot of people, but it's there. It's there. Yeah, no, no, of course. And as you said, you have to let go something in you uh, to be in service. As you say, I really like that one. You shift your point of focus is not you. You know, it's a higher level of connecting with yeah. uh, with yourself and the world. It's, it's very nicely said. Yeah. Yes. And, and I'm certainly not saying that you can't take care of yourself or do self-care. Uh, I'm not saying that at all, uh, because certainly you have to do that. There's, there's, no, of course. there's time yeah, yeah. that you cut out for that, you know, and I do talk about that in the courses for women who give too much of themselves, how to refill that cup and give back to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that mm -hmm. is part of it as well. Mm. Good, good. Before we, uh, I have a, a few quotes. <clears throat> Sorry, I would like to, to share with you. But before that, anything you would like to add uh, so uh, about the, the workshop to uh, show people that uh, there is a good advantage? Even those you are, because you know, it's not just for people who never ask themselves those questions. It's also for people like me who are on a self-transformation path. And sometimes we feel caught in those. So mm -hmm. it's good in that sense also to look at uh, tools like your workshop to revisit and see how you can be more grounded on, on your path of self-transformation without being pulled back into the society uh, ideological values, you know, in that sense. So any words to wrap up? Yeah, I think... Um... You know, I think another thing that, that, that women could do or, or men, anyone, look at the word believe and ask yourself, what lies are you believing to be true about you? Hmm. And th that is actually the start of unraveling your poison vines and finding your battles. Because if you look at the word believe, right in the middle of the word is L-I-E. <laughs> it stands out. It's right in front of your face. So that's what this workshop is about. It's about bringing you to your truth and your essence so that you can really blossom. And now I understand that that can be challenging for many. So I do offer, uh, if you do sign up for the course, I, I do offer a complimentary call 
um, when you complete the course so that if you need, if you have questions, concerns, or you have, you need clarity on concepts or even anything about yourself that you want to share with me, I do add that coaching call in to, to help. Wonderful. And uh, I have to highlight that Tammy is a body talk coach. So she has a wonderful approach on the energy of the body, the mind, body, spirit. So that's your thing. But she's very sensitive and perceptive in that sense. I Thank speak you. for my experience with Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course, of course. Cool. Okay, so I would like to read, just for the fun of it, before we close, uh, a few uh, quotes I found interesting. Uh, the first one is, um, everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. And this is from Confucius. And mm. what I like about it is that nobody see, not everyone sees it because we are, as you said, we are relying too much on our eyes, the ego. Okay. So everything has beauty. This is just what you said earlier. Okay. The ability to see beauty is in the beginning of, is the beginning, I'm sorry, of our moral sensi sensibility or our moral compass. What we believe is beautiful, we will not want to destroy. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that one. And that's from Reverend Denison. I have no idea who that is, but uh, I found that one wonderful. If you love, if you look at with the eyes of, of your heart, you, 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 you can't destroy, you know, in that sense. Yeah. Um, to me, beauty is about being comfortable in your own skin. It's about knowing and accepting who you are. That's from Hélène DeGeneres. Inner beauty should be the most important part of improving one's self. And that's from Priscilla Presley. And that's mm. going back to what you said. Beauty, don't take it for granted. You know, it's a platform where so many issues we have are entangled. So in that sense, inner beauty should be the most important part to improve when we are on the self-transformation path, you know, in that sense. Our hearts are drunk with a beauty our eyes could never see. I found that interesting too. I love that one too. It's from George Russell. Uh, the other one, uh, happiness and confidence are the prettiest things you can wear. And that's from <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, and the last one. The whole life is a search for beauty, but when the beauty is found inside, the search ends and the beautiful journey begins. And that's from Harshit Walia. I don't know the name, but... Uh, that's wonderful too. They're all good. Yeah. I love them all. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to share with you and the listeners. So, uh, Tammy, this is the, the only time we have. And uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much <laughs> for your time with us and sharing your conscious approach to beauty and the self. We can find more information about you, your work, and the link to your workshop in your in the bio of the podcast, in your bio of the podcast. And uh, you can also give us the link if you want. Sure. If you go to thermographyny.com, that's T-H-E-R-M-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y-N-Y.com, go on to um, courses and more, and you'll find it. Wonderful, wonderful. So to the listeners, stay with us. The journey through the conscious mirror continues after the break with Anna, who is going to shed light on the self-paradise in relationships. Stay tuned. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Set your goals higher and aim for a true transformation in your life. Do not settle for well-being. Be grounded, centered, and raise your consciousness for self-realization. Mayoku Techniques help you start your journey or deepen your practice on a one-to-one -one training. Check the website www.myokucenter.com 
and together let's make a difference now in your life. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance the voice america empowerment channel will do just that whether it's personal growth building a better business or inspirational life stories make it a daily habit to tune into our programs From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Welcome back to Tea Break with Vivian Cosimir. We hope today's episode is making you feel empowered in many ways. Now, back to the show with Vivian. Welcome back to our discussion on facing the conscious mirror. And welcome, Anna. Glad you can join us. So, Anna, just to push a little bit the metaphor of the mirror, uh, I would say that with Tammy earlier, we talked about the self-image through a conscious gaze that brings up the inner beauty. With you, we are now looking at the self in relationship. In fairy tales, it is all about facing the mirror to find the perfect spouse, but never about what happens after the last words, they lived happily ever after. Because to live happily ever after, you need to make sure that the self is on the path of self-transformation in a healthy way. So if you allow me, uh, Anna, uh, before, uh, anything you want to say? You have your cup of tea, Anna? <laughs> yes, I do. I have my cup of tea, and today's a, it's an iced tea because it's warm here. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But, um, no, I just I just want to say that um, I'm excited to talk about this topic um, because it is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've been married for a long, long time and uh, learned a few things along the way, but also have uh, formal education around it too so that I can help others. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you allow me, because you wrote an introduction that I loved and I want to share it with the listeners. So Certainly. it goes that way. Who would have guessed that entering a long-term relationship would bring so much more than that initial high of being in love and the initial promise to live happily ever after? Romantic love is an opportunity of a lifetime to open past wounds so that we can heal from them, reevaluate our beliefs, communicate without the p- putting the other in defensive mode, evolve into the unique best version of self you were always meant to be, and become the couple that only you and your partner can deem is the one that feels right to you. Aha, but most of us don't go into our relationships looking at ourselves or our partners in this manner. (laughs) Beautiful intro. (laughs) So thank you. You said what you said about romantic relationship made me think that is this true for actually in a certain extent way to any relationship because we change evolve in time if we are open to that. (laughs) And we need to take care of our relationship with others in a similar way. But in this context, it's true that for many of us to face, we don't really face the conscious mirror in our relationship. So with your extensive experience, Anna, you have been helping individuals with a romantic relationship. If I can start with the first question, which is what brought you to that field? Hmm, that's a great question, a loaded question. But <laughs> the short story of it is... Um, I, I, growing up, I saw a lot of marriages um, from, you know, previous generations. 
And a lot of them that stuck together purely because it was the right thing to do. Right. Uh Uh Um, So uh, I remember observing, you know, at a pretty young age, how um, the just being the companionship or the roommate you know, <laughs> it becomes yeah. a, a manageable uh, journey instead of a loving, uh, flourishing one. And so I remember thinking way back then that, you know, when I get married, things are going to be different. Right. <laughs> and But I didn't know what or how. Right. Mm-hmm. So it really, really um, inspired me to go looking and digging into the how of it all. Um, and so one of the things, of course, that I came upon was, you know, what I think is probably maybe the, the biggest contributing factor to building a, a happy, joyful, fulfilling relationship is to be open to personal growth. Right. Exactly. So, cause when we get stuck in our old thought patterns, you know, a lot of them that stem way from childhood, right. Or old feelings or old behaviors, we don't grow right? And if we don't grow, neither does our relationship, right? So I'm hoping that today that we can talk about how using some of the concepts of positive psychology can actually take our romantic relationship to that next level. I call it, you know, or, or couple emotional growth. Ah, I love that expression. Yeah. And that's interesting, because that makes me think of uh, culturally, when we think of a couple, we we hear very often, oh, you'll see after three years, things go down in a couple, in the relationship. And actually, that's so wrong. And that's why your explanation, if you don't grow yourself, <laughs> neither does the relationship. So yes. that's very, very yes. important. Yeah. Because we enter a relationship with baggage. Let's face it. You said it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. We all have our own unique special baggage, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is so true. And then just like you said, the whole um, you know, uh yeah, the first year is great and then it kind of goes downhill after the the whole honeymoon phase, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that is what we've bought into also to some exactly. extent, right? What we've exactly. heard throughout our life surrounding us or maybe even what we've witnessed. And so it's a it's a it becomes now a mindset thing. Exactly. I agree with you. Absolutely. So um, you spoke about positive psychology. We, I'm sure listeners have heard the expression, but let's have, uh, let's have you explain uh, what it is and how we can help someone who wants to improve their romantic relationship. Sure. Um, So it turns out that positive, no, first of all, let me backtrack. It turns out that science there is actually science, believe it or not, to love and happiness. So positive psychology embodies the scientific study of human strengths and all that is good in us, right? Rather than looking at all the problems and the issues, right? In other words, you know, all of what comprises a pleasant life for us, a good life, even a meaningful one, right? That is what positive psychology looks at. And extensive research has been done in the last few decades now on the link between our well-being, our happiness, and our relationships with both ourselves and with other people. So in order for, you know, one to improve their romantic relationships, and as you, you know, pointed out to Vivian, like any relationship for that matter, right? Because this is about the shift and transformation in self, I would say that the side effect is the improvement in the relationship. So some of the ideas of positive psychology that help transform our relationships are, you know, things like positive thinking or, you know, cultivating more positive emotions, Mm. Um, the art of connection, like real, true, deep human connection, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Not all the fake stuff and meaning. Um, is really important and embraced in positive psychology. The importance of self-care and and also the art of, you know, how we address conflict. So those Mm. are just a few examples of what positive psychology embraces. Oh, cool. Wonderful. Yeah. So before we look at each category, 
in this context of traditional mirror, you know, meaning that we reflect what we have learned, assimilated from our growing up, uh, what are some lies we unconsciously tell ourselves about our romantic relationship, especially when things don't go our way? Yes, it's amazing what the mind can come up with when things don't go our way, right? <laughs> um, so one lie, I would say, or myth, whatever you want to call it, um, is that couples often break up because they tell themselves that they're just incompatible, right? <laughs> We're just two different people. We have no similar interests. You know, maybe their their cultures don't mix well, or they're that just they're just completely different people, right? We buy into the stories we've heard from others, you know, throughout our lifetime. And now we believe it's the same for us. And so when the going gets rough, we tend to forget why the universe brought us together in the first place, right? But if we can learn to appreciate our differences without judgment, and discover our strengths and our competencies, right? We can actually complement one another with our differences to fulfill many of our needs and our wants. I know this is a big concept for many couples to grasp, grasp oh. onto, right? But when we learn how to blend our differences in a positive way, together as a couple, we can actually make some really powerful choices that lead to a better life. So that's one lie. Another lie we tell ourselves is that, you know, when we fight all the time um, and we can never seem to be on the same page, then that's also a reason for us to end the relationship, right? <laughs> this is probably the biggest lie because conflict is just growth trying to happen. What I mean is that having conflict is a sign that something deeper needs to be addressed, Right. Similarly to, you know, when we get a, a, a diagnosis, right, we have symptoms, right? Okay. So what do we do? Do we just treat the symptom or do we dig a little deeper to see what else is underlying? What else could be going on? Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's what I mean is that having conflict is just another sign that something deeper needs to be addressed and that we need to learn how to discover what that is together with nonviolent communication. So <laughs> there's my key, right? <laughs> I love it. All, all of these are, but the, the beauty of it, Vivian, is that all of these are skills that anyone can learn how to do, mm. right? But without learning how, we usually carry the same patterns from relationship to relationship. So true. Yeah. And then um, just for the for sake of time, I have many of these, but for the sake of time, mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell one more. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. A third lie that I, I've seen more and more recently is that maybe it's because of social media blowing up and all that, but <laughs> is that divorce is the only solution in order for you to start living your life, right? A lot oh of people look at the next, you know, like, for example, they get divorced, whether they stay single or they're engaged in a new relationship, right? All of a sudden things change, right? All of a sudden before you didn't go to the gym, now you start going to the gym and working <laughs> yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, before you wanted to go back to school and you never did, but now you go back to school, right? So people feel like, oh, that was the solution, right? The solution is divorce. That's how I can now live life like me. But I... imagine if you knew something else different and you had a different perspective on your relationship that could pivot you to believe that, hmm, maybe I can actually do this with a partner. We can grow together and even make or, you know, bond even stronger and deeper. Wow, I love it. You know, you mentioned social media uh, that made me think of something I told you a, a while ago about I was shocked to see on Instagram, for example, uh, young women saying, if your partner is toxic, drop him, you know, leave. But then it made yes. me think from a Zen perspective, I'm like, but what makes you think that he is toxic? What if you are? Because we never ask the question ourselves. We all, always yes. assume it's the other. Yes. You know, yes. and that also made me think of if the society has made us look at me, myself and I. But at some point, if you want to grow, you have to question 
the me, myself, and I. You can't just yes. say, I want this because this is what I want for successful life or success, successful relationship. It's just an idea, a concept, but yes. you have to look at yourself. So the self-transformation, as you said at the beginning, is essential, very essential in any personal growth, but also in your relationship. It's so, so obvious in a way for people who understand who are already open to that, you know? Yes, So absolutely. don't take things for granted, you know? You know, you've heard it, I'm sure, but as we say in Zen particularly, knowing leads you nowhere. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that saying. No, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, so uh, thank you for explaining it that way. It's so true. I mean, I'm sure people can recognize themselves in that. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So we, we live in a world where... I'm, I'm saying that, but many people are saying it too, so it's nothing new. But we live in a world where values, lifestyle, Western mentality itself uh, have grown in a direction that takes us away from our true nature as human. And at the same time, we witness the growth of a new consciousness movement to bring us more into our true nature, oneness. Any big shift of consciousness in, in the culture always creates conflicts and resistance. It's not easy, obviously, but I am a strong believer that humanity will come to its blossoming at some point. I may not be here anymore, but I do believe that. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, some aspect of positive psychology are used in some holistic approaches, you know, like positive thinking, but we overlook positive thinking. So that would be interesting to see with you what that means. How do you see couples making the shift to the old paradigm, I'm going to divorce because of the lie that you mentioned, to that new approach? Do you have difficulty? Do you see couples with difficulties or are they open to it? How do you see the change in in the culture about that so first of all vivian i totally agree with you that a big shift in consciousness creates conflicts and resistance right but i think humanity has swung far enough to one end of the spectrum that it is ready to swing back some in order to create the balance we need in order to flourish and realize our human potential so for a couple it's it's not that different, right? Um, I'll give you an example. When the pandemic first hit, I worked with couples who were ready to divorce, right? Because what had worked for them in the past, you know, leading their separate busy lives now became a huge, huge problem, right? <laughs> because now they were stuck with each other in the same household. Exactly. But then at the same time, there were other couples who flourished during this time period because they were forced to being together rather than just busy doing together. Mm, right. So I, like I think, mm -hmm. I think holistic approaches like many of the positive psychology concepts, such as increasing positive emotions through gratitude, self-care, deeper connection should be in every relationship professional's toolkit by now, right. Mm -hmm. In order to help couples grow individually as well as together. And I also want to add that these are not difficult concepts for individuals to understand or accept even, right? But like you said, the do it part, but shifting the perspective of acknowledging or receiving help in the first place, I think that may be the real underlying shift of consciousness that needs to happen for most. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's well said. Yeah, yeah. That makes me think of, uh, I don't know if you do it, but your approach will be wonderful to uh, for people like you to work with divorce lawyers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think there's something like that in New York City when I was living there. Uh, a, a law firm was working with couples b before going to court and it resolved many things. So yeah. I, I was wondering... Uh, but that, yeah, yeah, you, you actually it. bring up a very creative point, <laughs> Vivian, <laughs> because, um, you know, even and I'm not advocating divorce or not divorce, right? Mm. But I'm saying that even if you do decide to go that route, right, there are so many different ways to handle it in a much healthier way, right? We've all heard so some horror stories around that. So yes, I think actually working with a divorce lawyer could help the process of that breakup move a lot smoother 
right? And, and maybe even help elevate the couples, you know, individually so that they move into the next possible relationship differently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not very true. Very true. And maybe I'm giving you some work. <laughs> maybe also people like you. I mean, uh, help couples. I mean, people who want to start a relationship or live together, give them some sort of workshop, you know, open yes. to everyone about the basics of what does it mean a relationship. Let's break the old paradigm of what you think is a relationship happily ever after, you know? Yes. In that sense. Yes. But yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah. So let's dive into it. To give listeners a better idea of how they can face the conscious mirror, <laughs> uh, meaning start looking at themselves and the relationship from a different angle. Can you give some examples for each category you mentioned? For example, the power of positive thinking. How does it work? Yes. So the power of positive thinking um, in that particular category, studies have shown that the more positive emotions we carry with us, for example, gratitude, joy, you know, and even appreciation, the more likely we are to come up with better solutions when the going does get tough in the relationship, right? So if we can practice, you know, gratitude. And it sounds so cliche, mm -hmm, right? right? But there's a reason behind it, right? Exactly. That, you know, a lot of times, like you were saying earlier, you know, couples start taking each other for granted, right? And yeah. what does that happen? What happens when that happens, right? When we start taking each other for granted, we start losing that appreciation, that gratitude. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we can't go back to it and start all over again, right? Reset, pause, and then start doing that more of that. And so, and then here's the other thing. A lot of people think that, oh, well, my husband, you know, it's usually this case, but doesn't always happen. My husband <laughs> doesn't want to do any of that stuff. You know, that's all whatever, hocus pocus stuff, right? Yeah. But even if you start doing it yourself, it's going to make your partner react differently, right? Because you yeah. have now started working, doing the work on yourself. So don't, I don't want li listeners to get discouraged by that, you know, mm -hmm. well, my husband's not on board or my wife's not on board, or right? Um, the other art of connection and meaning. So in a world, you know, like we talked about often of fake news, fake friends, <laughs> the image of busy, 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 busyness, right? Mm -hmm. People are actually longing to feel deeper connection and have more meaning in their life. And what better place to cultivate that than in your own relationship? Aha. Mm -hmm. Right. Start with your own relationship. Exactly. See what happens. See what the side effects that, you know, the positive side effects that will follow ripple effect from that. Um, I love that. I love yeah. that. Because we are all about followers, you know, now with yes. this thing. Oh my goodness. But yes. what about your own life? Your yes. Own, you have someone next to you. Do you pay attention? Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the importance of self-care. Self-care, you know, often gets neglected in all the busyness, right? It's not always easy to take 30 minutes or an hour out of our day between, you know, juggling jobs, side hustles, family, <laughs> right? You name it. But mm -hmm. what you do with that 30 minutes or an hour can be life-changing to your own well-being, which then makes an impact on your relationship. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's true. And uh, we all have experienced that, you know, when we are in a better place with ourselves, yes. more in a peacefulness yes. or things, our eyes are not the same on situation. We don't blow, blow off, blow out right. because some, something happened or, right. no, it's, it's true. Yeah. Right. Whenever we have that perspective of, you know, we're so busy, we're so busy, we can't, we have no time, we have no time. Right. And it seems counterproductive, right. To take the 30 minutes or an hour, but if you actually do it, <laughs> like we talked yeah, about, yeah. right, you might realize that your productive productivity actually goes up, and you'll find more time in your day. It is so true. It is so true. You know, I've asked a, a, a massage therapist or an, an osteopath once, oh, your partner must be happy to have uh, to have you as a 
And the guy replied to me, holy no, I don't no. have time for her. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so this, this is true. I mean, it's uh, we have to make time, you know, uh, in that sense. And I love what you said, this is true. Because even if you think it's counterproductive, the moment you are refreshed, reset, you yes. realize you can do twice more. Yes. You know? yes. So that, that's so true. Yeah. And the last one, the challenges of conflict. The challenges of conflict. So this kind of brings back to, uh, you know, what some of the lies that we talked about earlier, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's about, um, you know, managing how we handle our conflicts right? Um, and this is the part piece of our relationship that has the most emotional growth, I would say, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is taught, this is when we do the self reflection work, right? And the self development work, self acceptance work, we start seeing our emotional triggers in those conflicts. Right? And uh. the beauty of being able to be aware and see those, we can put it on pause and not dive deeper into the conflict where it leads to nowhere, right? We've all been in those fights that just get so escalated that we're, you know, you either end up being, I, I don't want to deal with this, right? You shove it under the rug, don't even exactly. ever want to talk about it, you know, nothing, right? Yeah. It gets so bad, right? But imagine if you were able to handle it in a more positive manner more, you know, I'll call it emotionally mature manner, right? Mm -hmm. Because maturity is part of the growth, yeah. right? Yeah. And to be able to communicate that with the other partner, you know, you know, saying, oh, you know, the statement that you made just now, I felt triggered by it because of something that happened in my past, right? Just to be able to communicate that instead of like defending yourself exactly. or, right, going into fight or flight mode. So I think handling it is really the key to a successful marriage because where everyone's going to have conflict, right? You have conflict with yeah. your coworkers, your everybody, yeah, right? friendship, family. Yeah, yeah name exactly, it. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So imagine if you can, because because, and I think that's the other thing to to um, believe that your relationship is something that is very high priority, right? That's where it stems from. Like, yes, I want to work on these conflicts instead of. You know, it's always, let's blame the other person. It's always their fault why we're fighting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, of course, we are not talking about uh, every couple should stay in a relationship. Some, some relationships have to end. But yeah. generally speaking, instead of jumping over the cliff, just look through the conscious mirror in that sense. Yes. Because yes. First, I mean, obviously. Okay. That's part. And it's all about self-growth, self-transformation. Yes. Yeah. This has, has been uh, something mentioned for decades, but it's like nowadays, there's no way out. We have to do this. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going nowhere. <clears throat> yeah, yes. that's good. So uh, we will have to wrap up soon, but anything you want to add before we empty our cups of tea? <laughs> um, yes, just one thing. Um, to keep in mind that when we get stuck, in our old thought patterns or feelings and behaviors that haven't been working for often years, right? We truly don't evolve. We don't reach our potential. We don't live fulfilling lives and we don't flourish as human beings. And when we don't evolve and continuously engage in the process of becoming better versions of our highest self, right? Our relationships don't evolve either. Ah, I love that. It's well said. Yeah, I love it. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So a few minutes just to go over some quotes. I'm not going to read the, the society beliefs about marriage. I think by now we all know it's all negative. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to end with inspiring quotes about relationship. So happily ever after does not simply happen. We make it happen. Another one, good relationships are no accident. They are the work of joy. Third one, misunderstandings happen. It's how we handle them that matters. 
Another one, we talk about everything in this relationship, even if we don't agree. I like that one. Uh, another one, the couple who laughs is the couple who lasts. And the last one, true love lives in honest, honesty. We work to be honest with ourselves first and honest with each other. Yeah, there's plenty you can find, but I think those summarize pretty well. Uh, it's a work together, like dancing, tango, for example. I love yes. tango. It, 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 it's what, there's a saying like that, things happen, it both, it's, you need two to make things happen. Basically. Yes, no, yes. No, exactly. Yeah. So, um, thank you. I mean, we have to end now. So, uh, thank you so much, Anna, for your time with us and shedding light on self-transformation in relationships. I am sure that our discussion will help people look at themselves differently in the mirror to make their relationship blossom. Also, Anna, uh, in your bio, I don't think we have mentioned any way to uh, reach you. Is there a way people can find you? Um, yes. Um, is it something that I can put in the comments? I'd be happy to do that. Uh, yes, I will have to go and <laughs> add it. But otherwise, uh, if you can give, I don't know, your website at least or something. Oh, sure. Sure. My website is www.createbalancelc for life coaching.com. Perfect. Say it again www.createbalancelc.com. Perfect. Good. Thank you so much. So uh, to the listener, thank you for uh, of you for you uh, for being with us. And I hope that today's episode inspired you to start your journey through the conscious mirror with a smile and a positive gaze. Remember, the goal of Tea Break with podcast is to offer you a chance to hear from different professionals who share this view on the new consciousness and want to help you and inspire you. It's all about our self-transformation needed in this time on the planet to move humanity to a better place. I am Viviane Casimir, and this is a monthly podcast. Follow us on the Voice America platform for great insights and friendly talks with a cup of tea. And don't forget to check my blogs on Voice America. So have a clear mind and see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode of Tea Break with Vivian Cosimir. Tune in next month for another new empowering episode. Until then, have a nice cup of tea and a clear mind.